0: Welcome back to Glad you're here in Happy Productions dot Live, everybody. I am live with Scott Allen and Patrick. Patrick, what was your last name again? Tanner. Tanner. Oh, it's so easy too. I feel really bad for missing that one. <laughs> uh Scott Allen and Patrick Tanner are gonna chat about the new Scott Allen record with my own grown eyes. Really excited to hear about this and they're gonna play some songs for us. How are you two doing? Doing
1: great. Yeah. Awesome.
2: Good fabulous. I mean the weather couldn't be better, so it was a nice drive up here, you know, 70 plus, heading down highway 65. You can't beat that with the windows down.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh yes, it is it is perfect. You both came up from uh, from the cities, from the cities, what, well, you know, I was going to say proper but surrounding suburbs. Right. Yeah, it's all it's all the same. Well, we appreciate you being up here. I'm glad you're here talking about your music and uh, everything else. I was listening to your record earlier today, and one of the things that I really liked about it was the uh lack for lack of a better word like the amalgam of influences that come through <laughs> you know there yeah. is you you are clearly a student of music and like music history because there's so much like from song to song even you're like oh i get it he he loves, he loves 90s alternative oh no there's more there's always another layer like through every single song it was super cool to experience that i that i do enjoy that about it and
2: i i as we talked earlier it's it 's an independent release, and there 's no uh record label there 's no production company telling me how to write or or what to sing or trying to fit me into an image so i 'm basically just uh we 're just doing what we want yeah, and that 's how it comes out i when we uh, put the record together and and i I have Patrick Tanner with me today because uh, it was a uh, it was a dual effort on our part. I sent him all of these demos and stuff, and he said, "I want to do this song. I want to do this song." And I said, "I didn't want to do. Wasn't planning on doing either of those." And he talked me into a couple of things that, <laughs> and and I'm really grateful that he did uh, yeah. talk me into doing those songs. That, um, in fact, one of them we're probably going to play today. Love it so that that is the eclecticism um I and we're doing pre-production for the next record and it's gonna be the same
0: yeah well I mean don't fix it if it's not broke right exactly just keep keep on moving on well that is that is good to hear and there's something about working with somebody and not uh I think something we all learned in like 2020 is like yeah, isolation can be good for being creative, but also there's too much time you can spend in your own head at a certain point where mm-hmm. it's it's nice to have somebody like Patrick where he can be like, No, these two are good. <laughs> like we need to put these out <laughs> so you're not cutting, you know, great songs from the album, right? Right. It, and you know, and he talked me into a few things that I wouldn't have done. Like I said, I
2: I sent him a, a, a demo the other day of a brand new song, and I just in and, and, and I sent him a link, and in the text messages I said take this away from me before I destroy it <laughs> and it, it is so good to have a, a, a musical partner like this to be able to do that with and uh, before I would take a lot of my songs all the way through and you know fight through the drums and stuff myself to get the demos and now I'm starting to turn them over a little bit earlier and yeah. let, just because of all the really cool magical things he did with my own grown eyes it's, yeah
1: well, the temptation is always once you write the song is to start recording it immediately because everybody has the tools to do it. Yep. it's it's hard to um, to stay away from it, you know. And
2: this la- the demo I sent him had one voice, one guitar, and I put a little viola part on it. Just as I said, a little inspiration as I was yeah. uh, writing the melodies. just give it a little emotion. But I'm turning things over more in a sparse mode to him now. And just let I'm him. excited because I think we we I, we're both really proud. I think of what we made. I, I I really am, and and I think, like we talked on the phone the other day, there's a future with uh, the music for us. Yeah. You know, I'm not not saying anything about you know where it's going to take us, but just as far as the writing goes, um, we're we've got our sea legs, and you know we're sampling some of the new fruit from the new tree, yeah. and it's we're already happy with what's gonna happen so. and
1: we're we've known each other for for decades yeah we just haven't done this particular thing right and cool. so so there was a kinship there from the beginning we kind of knew each other and uh, as people and i think that really made the process great
0: yeah. yeah so how does how does that happen where you're both musicians and you're friends for decades but you don't uh you don't make music together until now how, what what happened You know to make make it happen now.
2: When when Patrick and I met, um, he was playing guitar with uh, Martin Zeller in the Hardways. Okay, and uh, I was Martin's front of house sound guy. That that was my thing. The sound guy makes a record, Um, and so that's how we got to know each other. Um, In fact, um, when he met his wife of twenty how many years now? It's twenty four years. Our oh, their congrats. first date was in my living room. That's true.
0: <laughs> nice.
2: Hi, Michelle. I hope you're
0: watching. Hey, Michelle. glad you're still she with is. us. <laughs> That's awesome. So, okay, so you met way back, and uh, you were berating him because you were the sound guy about uh, you know having having too many too many guitars or something <laughs> on stage. He, you know what he he played
2: guitar as a duet with a fellow named Dan Neal. Yeah. And um. Danny was pretty loud on stage. I don't think you ever got above his volume. But it, again, uh, the whole group of guys was totally pro. Oh, yeah. And, and playing
1: with Danny is just a gift, yeah. you know, because it, he's, yep. you know, just a beautiful player. And
2: I, had, I didn't know Patrick until, um, well, I started doing Sound for Martin's... Um, neil diamond tribute which i think you started out there didn't you yeah and then moved into his his band once you produced it was the many moods of martin zeller yeah great album and and you produced that way back in the 90s and cool. so we uh we knew each other um and you know life goes by and you know, like i said noah levy and i put two songs together remotely and i called my old friend patrick who his right his own writing style, and you should have you should feature some of his music, his awesome music on your show too a hundred percent um the r- similar writing styles, so I chose, and I brought my demo over, yeah, and him and Michelle listened to it, and they looked at me <laughs> and said. I had no idea you knew how to do this. <laughs> I thought you were a sound man. And I'm like, if I had a dime for every time somebody said, I thought you was a sound man. I'm borrowing a little from Brother Where Art Thou on <laughs> <Yeah>. that one. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I had no clue. I really you'd never mentioned anything about it, really. We knew each other as friends and and uh you know we had that particular relationship but once we got going on the songs and making the record it was just kind of an extension of that friendship and that history uh which continues yeah exactly
0: that's that's incredible and it's the classic classic quiet sound guys are like bass players you know <laughs> hey now watch out because i'm also the bass player
1: <laughs> actually
2: i'm not, not anymore jj <laughs> benson plays bass for us now they they kicked me off the they bass k- so
0: <laughs> they kicked you off but it's i mean the stereotypes are there of like the the quiet guys holding everything down you know that don't need the attention don't really need to be the front man i mean it's back a house for a reason right like the the sound guys so there's something there's something to be appreciated about that somebody who understands everything that goes into this and doesn't have the ego where they need the validation but still wants to create something just for the sake of creating something you know there's such a pure place that that comes from
2: absolutely and and in um you know putting out my first solo album at age 57 uh, you get to be this age, and it's like there's really no ego left, yeah, fair, <laughs> and no expectation either. It's like, come on, patrick, let's ride, and we are we're just riding this um uh a year and a few months ago, we were sitting in you know studio bread sound, uh, looking at demos and here we are, you yeah. know, with you today, talking about
0: this finished product that we're both so proud of. You know? I I love it, and so I'm also doing a disservice to the product because we're we're talking about how you're a sound guy, how you guys created these sounds, but we haven't given the people a chance to hear them yet. <laughs> you you guys want to play a song for the people and, and show them what that. this is all about. Uh, well uh, well Scott takes off his headphones they get they get all situated over there. Uh, we're, with, we're live with Scott Allen. I'm glad you're here in happy live new record with my own grown eyes. It was just released in January was it was that right? December 2nd De- December 2nd yeah I'm off by a month. so then uh, they're gonna play some songs for us to start off with one of them what are you gonna what are you gonna play for us This is the um, this is the lead track on the record. Called The Finest Hour Love it Before we start Can you give me a strum On that guitar Quick Patrick Beautiful Thank you You two are free to go
3: magic dragon blow the radio flyer wagon turn around and look back another purple car on the big racetrack round and round waving us on every lap and did this Saved another generation in every kid's imagination. And everybody here knows Mom and Dad are your favorite superheroes, keeping the night light on toward infinity. So proud To make a face to the window laughing out
0: That's a kick-ass song, gentlemen. Thank you. Yeah, I I love that one. If I remember right, that kicks off the record too, yes, right? It does. Yeah, that's what I thought. That is a that is a great tune. And where does a tune like that come from?
2: It comes from being away from your family for an entire year, being Ooh. locked down. Yeah, and I I wanted to make an upbeat record. I I don't. I never wanted to be political. I never wanted to talk about you know. Uh, have a song about the coronavirus and stuff like that because everybody out there is just trying to live through it. But um, when uh, finally a vaccine came, my daughter Amy is a clinical pharmacist. We follow the guidelines to the letter. So two weeks to the minute after I had my second Pfizer shot, I was knocking on their door. And so the song is about the first... 48 hours I was reunited with my grandkids cool. and hugged my grandson for the first time and
0: this is what came out that's so cool That's oh, man that is that is one of the coolest gifts you can give your grandkid to is that piece of art that he's going to have forever you know yes
2: there are pictures on the uh, album art on the cover as yeah. well and, um, and I, I learned uh, my granddaughter Bryn is in She's in preschool and they gave her the share bag and they bring the share bag home and they bring something in for show and tell. Yeah. And as they described the other little kids, they brought in their their, their stuffed toys and their dolls. And Brittany brought grandpa's record nice. and said, I would like to play the song my grandpa wrote for me. And I'm like life is complete that's it life is complete that's I, it. I don't know what to
0: say yeah. love you Brittany. oh that's <laughs> that's awesome and yeah it's it's such a better and timeless Gift to give to somebody than like the plastic crap you can get in the toy aisle at Target. You know, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can go, go to a kid's birthday and they're out of Well, unwrapped. they like that stuff too. Oh, you it's, know? it's fun. Yeah. I mean, I, I like playing with Legos, right? Who doesn't love playing with Legos? But uh, th- to be able to give that to your grandkid, that's so incredible. And then for them to love it and want to share They gave it, it to you. me. If you think about it, it that, was point. the gift they gave me. I just uh, amplified it. Yeah. So. <laughs> I dig it. So how did that song change from the time you initially like, created it to giving it to Patrick and then like getting it through the recording process? What was that process like for that one?
2: Um, uh, th- this, uh, as well as several of the songs, I have my own uh, studio at home, and I play the drums, I play the bass, I play, eh, hack, you know, acoustic, and it's enough. And yeah. I have a, a a library of MIDI sounds so I can do some keyboard stuff too. Uh, that particular song when I brought it to Patrick it was it was pretty much blocked it was blocked and then um, Patrick put in all of the spaces between the stories which keeps the song interesting between storylines yeah and his guitar playing it keeps you hooked into the song until the next stuff comes and there's a lot of songs uh, on the album that are uh, Patrickified, where when the when the vocal story lets off, it's this other thing that grabs them and brings
0: them to the next part. Yep, which which is important to do because there's there is a lot of uh, how, how do I put this? Like singer songwriters that focus so hard on one portion of it. For instance, like the lyrics are really good to this song, but there's not a whole lot going on elsewhere you know what I mean and like it's important to have those multiple pieces to really pull you through and suck you into it and that's what gives it that warmth and that like engulfing sound that makes like you said want you want to keep listening to it and going through it and I'm I'm a lyric guy too so I like I, I like those songs that are focused on the lyrics, but sometimes you just need a little bit more, right? You know. And I got more than a little bit more, yeah. I think, with with Patrick, for sure.
1: I think the whole point is um, um, really about selling the lyrics. So whatever yeah. you can do uh, with the music and the arrangement, it's like a billboard saying, "Here it comes, listen up. These are the words," and uh, you know that's kind of how we uh, approached it. Yeah. And the good thing about that approach, too, is, um, here, Patrick, here's
2: this. Can you add some tasty bits? And it wasn't like that. He was genuinely excited about what he was receiving. And, yeah. and uh, he would call and say, this is awesome. I love this. And he's giving me a play-by-play. I, You know, I put this guitar on, and then I put a capo on, and I did the same thing up here. And it just... It got me excited, and it got him excited. We we snowballed each other to the finish. Def definitely. That's so fun. There is
0: nothing better than excitement in the room when you're creating a team effort.
2: Yeah, team. definitely. Absolutely,
1: yeah, one hundred percent.
0: That that is incredible. So you're a, you're a multi instrumentalist producer, right, Patrick?
1: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah,
0: play play a few different things. So. When you send something to him, Scott and you're like the tasty bits, right? Like I know at this point you're just completely trusting him to be like, here's a me and an acoustic guitar. But at first were you like I know you're sending these more fleshed out demos. Were you sending like a specific idea and then Patrick would come back with something and you're like, That is out of left field. I didn't see it, but I like it. You know, like how specific were you with your guidelines for him?
2: It it, it differed from song to song, I think. Uh, as I said, like the finest hour and there were a few others that um they came to him blocked. And this one, uh, from start to finish, my end of it was maybe three weeks. Yeah, wow. Which is really a short distance. There are songs in that album I worked for two or three years on. Yep. And then there's one called The Safening that I wrote in a 24-hour period, nonstop. And I sent it to him. Uh, the it was completely arranged, and then he well that particular song he transformed into. Uh, yeah. I could go on for days about what he did, <laughs> uh, but um. So yes, yeah, sometimes the songs go blocked. Um, you know, here's this many measures here, and then this many measures in between, and this kind of thing. And there were a couple of them that we just uh, we broke down to nothing. Yeah, and two acoustics and me trying to keep up with him two acoustics plugged in and we did a scratch vocal and an acoustic versions and then he'd write with his pen and go let's repeat this part so you know and and he did some really great production tricks right at the acoustic guitar level yeah and then um, you know uh, a scratch vocal over that and then we brought in Big Guns Levy to <laughs> start on the drum track and there's several songs in there um, one in particular which is the title track Yep, um, that song was a jam grass tune before he got a hold of it that's completely his arrangement of it he changed so much for the better on that one So but it's the
1: easiest thing to do if you want to change something and um, and make something different I think the best thing you can do is to bring in a drummer bring in a different drummer and uh, early on in the process and that will kind of dictate a little bit what's going to happen after that True. and Noah being very creative and you know, somewhat unorthodox in, in his style that was a great help I think that w- for us to build on yeah oh
2: and, and build we did there were many times where Noah you zagged where I would have zigged and he zagged that was the way it is yeah i you know i just thought halftime just felt better on the second verse and we rode around it and 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 once we rode around all that it was brilliant you know i just and and no one knows because the drummer's always the first guy in yep he's the he's got to play to the crappiest recordings you know (laughs) everybody else gets the layers everybody else gets his drumming and in the bass player and Um, in my case, by the time the lead singing came around, I felt like a you know a
0: stone-cold rock star. Yeah, your job is just don't screw this up, right? Yeah, <laughs> right,
2: right. Don't screw it up, kid. Your name's going on it. Yeah. Uh,
1: I think that's Stuart Copeland's biggest complaint about being in the police. Oh. He, he said, you know, everybody else could just sit there and overdub all day long. Yeah. But what I did, I had to do right away, and I got one or two takes to do it. Yeah. And uh, then I'm done. Uh, so he was I think he uh, expressed a wee bit of resentment about that
2: Understand, <laughs> but Noah and now Patrick you, tell him about your last session with Noah
1: well again we, we needed somebody for this this one particular project and um, again best thing you can do bring in Noah or bring in a drummer early and he He nailed 13 drum tracks in six hours. Wow. Yes. And I think we were at like song number nine, and he said, oh, we're almost done. That's 13 songs. Oh, I thought it was 10. And and it was like, okay, here we go. So he still got it done. He always gets it done. He's
2: incredible, and he's... He plays on a lot of records. We somehow convinced him to be a part of the
0: live band, too. Oh, oh He's nice work. Up just crushing it in the live band with us, too. Oh, nice work. Well, on on that note, we uh, we should take a second thanks thank some sponsors, then we should come back and tell the people where uh, Will You'll be playing at so they can catch okay. some shows. So we'll be right back. I'm glad you're here with uh, Scott Allen and Patrick Tanner talking about their new record, With My Own Grown Eyes. You're listening to Glad You're Here and Live.
2: Do you love the flooring in your home? If not, I'm here to help. I'm John Loyland, owner of Monarch Flooring in North Branch. Most homeowners underestimate the importance of having high-quality flooring. Installing new carpet, luxury vinyl, or solid hardwood flooring will not only add to the comfort and the style of your home, but it can dramatically increase its value. If you're looking for quality flooring and knowledgeable service, drive right past the big box stores and directly to Monarch Flooring on Main Street and North Branch. Or give me a call to schedule a no-obligation in-store consultation 651-674-4300, 651-674-4300. General contractors and home builders always welcome, Monarch Flooring,
1: 651-674-4300. Monarch Flooring, we've got you covered.
0: Howdy folks, Wayne
1: Randall,
2: your host of Classic Country Thursday Nights. Join me Sunday mornings starting at 8 a.m. for the Happy Sunday Morning Bluegrass Show followed by two, that's two hours of Americana Country. That's Sunday mornings with me, Wayne Randall, 8 to 11
0: on happyproductions.live. Welcome back to Glad You're Here and Live, As promised, we are back with Scott Allen and Patrick Tanner. I hope you had a good chance to refresh your drinks, do whatever you need to do there. So when we left for, this, for the break, Patrick, you were talking about the live show, I have Noel Levy in the band, and uh, I was going to give you a second to tell people where they can catch you at upcoming shows. Our next show is going to be
2: at uh, Barely Brothers Records. It's a Saturday afternoon show on May 6th. We're on in the middle of the afternoon. I really like the fact that shows are starting to get earlier.
0: Oh, it's so nice, isn't it? Oh,
2: our, our album release show, we were we were done and talking to people in the crowd at 10 o'clock. Oh, you can't be- I, You know, it's the, the one thing post-pandemic has started to happen is, you know, matinee shows and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to not have to wait until midnight to go on and play my set, you know? <laughs>
3: Exactly.
0: But yeah, yeah,
2: Barely Brothers on the 6th.
0: Nice. What time are you playing on the 6th?
2: I, I think we're at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, something like that.
0: Beautiful. All right, cool. And that's a cool record store for anyone out there who hasn't been as well. Barely Brothers is a good spot in St. Paul. You can go to Keys and get yourself a good breakfast and do a little late brunch and then go watch Scott Allen play at Barely Brothers at 1 p.m. It's a good good time. Uh, there's a parking lot like across the street, so you don't have to have to worry about parking if you're one of the Cambridge people that doesn't like to park in the city. It's a parking lot right there. <laughs> so... That was good. I'm <laughs> surprised how much you know about that. I'm impressed. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I've spent some time over there. I used to live in St. Paul okay. for for a minute, so I I, rem- I remember going to Barely Brothers quite a bit. Barely Brothers, and uh, I can never say the name of this place. Agarta, A G H A R T A Records. Oh, uh, yeah, that's those how are the. Do I not know about that? It's uh, it's right off of um, is that University there? Yeah, it's or er, yeah, it's right off of University over by yeah. the University. <laughs> It's so over on that side of town. I'm like check that out on the Minneapolis side, on the on the St. Paul side. Okay, still, okay. yeah, still on St. Paul. Yeah, I'll I'll send you I'll send you along with the uh, address or coordinates because I probably just told you the complete wrong location <laughs> of it. But Agartha is another good one. Uh, with all that said, do you want to show the people another song what they'll get to hear when they uh, come out to Barely Brothers? Okay, yeah, sweet. We're gonna do this one is called a Badge of Honor. Love it. <clears throat>
3: Making green Chasing identity Chosen walk Swift in cadence Mad dash to serenity Or fast track to insanity But we own the rights to the story is not for sale same book two different covers. self-discovery through the other is anything we can imagine two of us with one shining badge of honor one shining badge of honor two blue moons waxing courageous the shame belongs to the shameless as boredom haunts the flameless no ticker tape parade just someone to claim us but we'd like to tell our own story and we're loud as hell. Same book, two different colors, self-discovery to the other. As anything we can imagine, two of us with one shining badge of honor, one shining Discovery through the other And is anything we can imagine Two of us with one shining badge of honor We turn around those comparative bindings Unpack your shades, new wisdom is blinding New ways only we can imagine It's the shine from this badge of honor But we'd like to tell our own story We'd like to tell our own story We'd like to tell our own story
0: Great work, gentlemen. Patrick on the guitar. Patrick on the guitar. Badge of Honor by Scott Allen off the new record with my own grown eyes. One thing I wanted to ask you about, and we kind of touched on it earlier, but uh, like I said, it sounds like you have so many influences. Who who are your influences? What you know? Um,
2: I got, it's it's so hard <laughs> yeah. to, to list an influence. Um, I don't have a particularly large record collection which is um the polar opposite of this guy <laughs> you ask him his influences and we would be here till midnight going or through later. Uh, or later or later, it could be later. <laughs> I um I I'm uh, originally influenced by the British Invasion Beatles mm. and uh, and and also and, and people don't like to admit this but For instance, I'm finishing up a a track now called uh, "Green Wool Hat." Yeah, and to uh, just as a commemoration of my fallen hero, uh, Michael Nesmith and the Monkees. Yeah, you know, the the Monkees were a big, big influence on me as a kid. You know, sitting around the TV on Saturday mornings, already in syndication by the time I was four years old. But um they had uh, Neil Diamond and Carol King and Boyce and Hart. They had so many the best songwriters of that generation yeah. writing that music and and it was good i I was uh you know the classic rock stuff are really um Tom Petty in the Heartbreakers was a big influence on me too there's just
1: But what I'm hearing is a lot of um you know, if you're, if you're of a particular age and you listen to the radio growing up, you know, the melodic content was really, really high. Yeah. And it was, you know, to sell the song, you needed a good melody, maybe more so than a beat. Yep. And uh, that's kind of what I'm hearing in Scott's stuff, because it's loaded up with, with melodies that go everywhere and chords. Yes. They're like tons of chords and... uh I'm I'm thinking maybe that rubbed off on you.
2: The, yes, and uh somebody mentioned the the track we just uh played has very much uh the smell of Michael Stipe yeah. in it. And I was influenced by the early R.E.M. stuff and and in fact I was uh had a jam session with my friends uh over the weekend and i mentioned that someone had asked me to do an rem tribute act and the guitar player um said you know i uh i was one of the guys that screamed the dj i don't know if you can say the word on yeah, you the can. dj sucks <laughs> that whole radio song that was off the out of time and that was my friend paul that that did all that and here's his guy anyway so I did um, the early work of works of REM, particularly the first five, the the IRS records yeah. that they did, and um, I also became uh, my ex girlfriend was a disc jockey at KJ one hundred and four in Minneapolis, cool. and that whole uh, revolution, you know, uh, you know, drama, drama, and. Um, at the point where R.E.M and U2 were becoming commercial there were all of these really cool you know pictures and matchstick men and, and all this really great alternative music so i i fell into that hooks line and sinker as yeah. far as influences go and then i got a i got a job um swabbing the decks on the ship of one of these particular bands from town called Trip Shakespeare oh nice and i um i tuned their guitars and I changed their drum heads yeah. and I carried their gear and I went along with them on their Lulu tour. I, I wanted to see how my favorite band in the world operated, yeah, and it, it was amazing. Those uh fellas and gal were the hardest yes. working people in show business. So, anyway, uh, I guess as far as influences go further, I'm I feel like there's a lot of local stuff that has influenced me too. My friend Phil Solem. He's got two hit songs to his credit one of which is the theme from the TV show Friends. Oh really? And he, you know, he definitely dislikes the song, but I think he likes, you know, still collecting the checks yeah, cuz it's in syndication, but um I I had the honor of playing with Phil in his band in the early O's, and I got to uh, you know, sing and play with his entire catalog, so there's a lot of greatness right in in uh
0: Minnesota that yeah. influenced me as well okay there's there's a lot to unpack there uh, so <laughs> first off Dan Wilson what's uh, what are Dan and Matt like in real life well I haven't had uh, you know I can
2: tell you what they were like 30 years ago that's good enough we'll hard just... <laughs> working fellas and really dedicated yeah. to what they were doing they taught each other I suppose and, that... and amazing um, they're both still really amazing Um and I just recently heard some stuff that Matt's doing and his his genius is still Yeah. Is still climbing. I thought that um with that particular band in nineteen eighty eight yeah. you know when they came out, it's like People didn't know what hit them. It was just something... Well, they were
1: unlike all the other bands. Yeah. There's there's really no other band that you can compare them to. No. And it's got that whole uh, theatrical stage production, a lot of drama, and those voices that are soaring over the top. I mean, I was working in a record store in Hollywood when Lulu came out. So I did a huge Lulu display in the store, and I would tell everybody, it's like they're from my hometown. Yeah, you know, it's so cool. <laughs> I just recommend- amazing, amazing, amazing people. Uh,
2: I was after my stint with them. I was roommates with Elaine Harris. Jeez, uh, we we were roommates, and uh, we lived in this place. Uh, in fact, if you look out the window of our old apartment, uh, there's a big fist sticking out of the street because it's called George Floyd Square. Now oh, yeah. yeah. it was that same block in the Cup Foods, that's where I went to buy my cigarettes. And, and uh, the Cup Foods, hey, there's a, I bought a can of SpaghettiOs there one day. And look, they're running an ad campaign just like the one that they ran when I was a kid. Yeah. I opened that can of SpaghettiOs and realized because they were green. Yep. <laughs> that they were from when I was a kid and they just <laughs> fell to the back of the shelf and I
3: somehow found them. Anyway,
2: oh, that's... Oh, where do these conversations go? I, I'm telling you. <laughs>
0: I know. There is... Like I said, there's so much to unpack there, but I think I think really Patrick hit the nail on the head earlier with talking about how melodic your your music is and how that that is the differentiator. I saw a chart one time. Um, I don't know where I saw it, but it was... I'm also going to butcher the explanation of it, but I'm going to try. So it was, it was about like music in the sixties and seventies and how different it was amongst like different artists and the, the music that they created and they put like a scientific chart on it and it was like the most like creative music was created in this like 20 year period and then you kind of watch as it gets more corporatized and more homogeneous over the years it kind of gets more samey right right throughout the years and that's what's refreshing about about your sound is that it brings back that oh there's a melody everywhere like everything has a melody there's not a whole lot of like just repetition you know throughout the song which is really cool i kind of like
2: kind of trying to block out kind of what's going on yeah. today, not not ignoring it or anything but i just wanted to do my own thing and yeah. uh, fit into a cookie cutter and it's gonna get fit into a cookie cutter anyway because when people hear new music and they're describing it to somebody they can only describe it by way of what they've heard before exactly and i have to remember you know it's like no scott you're album doesn't sound like REM that's just how they're telling people to you know the sub genre or what it is but
0: <laughs> it's still pop music yeah you know yeah, exactly. It's still it's still pop and it's it's catchy. And like I'm not, I'm not gonna be I'm the first person that likes to go and listen to just pure pop music on a sunny day like today, right? Like the easygoing four chord melodies. I'm not against the four chord song, but it's it's nice to have the uh the depth that you that your music has, right? That's that's what I was trying to get at. Thank you. The, there's and a nice depth
1: to I it. I think we can we can absorb more. We I mean we you know, somebody like, you know, Glenn Campbell had a hit with Wichita alignment, which has it goes everywhere yeah and um, it doesn't even have a proper chorus but the melody is super interesting and it was an, an enormous hit yeah and so I think we still have the ability to uh, to listen and for something that's more than just four chords 100% and appreciate it so yeah. thank you Scott
2: yeah some some a couple of tracks Patrick says they've got all the chords.
1: This song has <laughs> think, all the chords. Yeah. There's probably a couple that has all the chords.
2: <laughs> I think. Well, okay. So ELO, Mister Blue Sky. You know, when people tease me about that. I'm like, go listen to that song. There's like 14 chords in it. Yeah. And the ones that they missed during the song, they did in the postlude. They hit hit it with the yeah
0: with the with the the chords in the scale that they had had not hit. Yep. Yeah, they they squeeze, they squeeze squeezed them all in there. And, you know, sometimes even, like, you go back and listen to... I'm sorry, I'm fumbling with this chord over here, which tells nobody at home anything. But uh, the you go back and listen to even, like, Dylan records, and, right, he's, like, the quintessential folk artist of, like, a couple of chords. But then as his career goes on, and obviously he learned more, like, the later Dylan stuff chords all over the place <laughs> like the 90s on is super chordal and melodic and arranged in this really interesting way like so it's 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 there it's an evolution
2: yeah and hopefully i don't have to keep reinventing myself 30 years from now hopefully i'm you know in on some island somewhere in a in in some tropical place with my wife and not having to worry about uh, keeping up appearances as an artist, I'm just yeah. gonna do it all now. And like I said, do whatever I want. That's, that's a good I'm paying one. for it. I'm gonna
0: do whatever yeah. I want. <laughs> I love it. And you're doing you're doing a great job. You're making cool records. You're already you're you telling us. I think it was off air. You've already got like seven songs written for the next project. So they're trickling in. Yeah, yep. they're um, what uh, and and what's great is now
2: with another. Project hopefully looming. Um getting the feedback from folks, even from like yourself, getting feedback from folks. Um, I know where my strengths and weaknesses are. Yeah. And um the melodies and the
0: stories, those are gonna stay. hundred yep. percent. Good, good move. Keep keep on it.
2: And all those chords. And all, all, right. all, all the chords. All the chords. You gotta
1: have the chords, Scott. <laughs> yep. Noah doesn't
0: care he doesn't play chords
2: (laughs) that's right
1: he's got it easy I gotta have charts for everything
0: oh man yeah dang drummers come on Noah it's not that hard a job I'm just I am just kidding no (laughs) no every drummer that I've ever worked with I've driven up the wall because they are they are so incredible and then I'll walk in and be like yeah there's this count in at the beginning of the song it's literally just for me to kind of know where I need to start playing and they're like yeah but it's not anywhere are close to time like why can't you just count in time like because i don't know what the time is you do you hear it and you're like that's 120 beats a minute i'm just guessing i'm like one two three four and then do 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 and <laughs> the tempo just, is really really hard to memorize
2: right you can memorize a chord chart you can memorize you know here's there's six beats in this measure and nine in the other but tempo is really hard to memorize and like uh and Most of the other groups that I've played in, I I have counted off the songs. Yeah. But what happens is if I'm in a particular exciting mood, or if I had one too many Red Bulls, (laughs) I start counting stuff off really fast, and stuff seems slow to me. (laughs) So, um, in this group, uh, I let Noah count everything off. Um, If he's wrong, he's not. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's my music, and...
0: However, I play it is right.
3: Exactly, right?
0: that's the name of the game. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That is that is it. Well, you guys, you guys aren't going to believe this, but we're we're coming up on the end of our hour. This together. goes so
1: fast, it flies way by. Too fast. I
0: know, but I did save us enough time for you guys to uh, to play another song and also tell the people where they can find all your music because we haven't given them a chance to do that yet either.
2: Okay, do you, want, do you want us to play first or tell us where to find the music? Yeah, let's play first and okay. then we'll,
0: we'll chat a little more after that, yeah. Now this,
2: one, this one's this one got the funny beats in it and we'll do our best to stick to the funny beats. <sighs> I love it. All right. This one's called uh, She's Almost Here. It's, it's a song about what happens in my house... Five minutes before my wife comes home, we have a house full of dogs. Yeah. Anyway, this describes that experience.
0: I love it. She's almost here by Scott Allen. Everybody.
3: I found a warm spot. Some sunshine A cozy corner, light breeze and so many smells to find I'll curl up and wait, she might be late, soon she'll turn down our street I'll be eagerly awaiting my favorite All ears to the sky All eyes on why She followed us home You've been gone all day You deserve some Peace and rest At the center of my universe It's your home address Look at me I'm first to meet you Look at me I'm first to greet you First to show how much I missed you On four dancing feet All is to the sky and All lies On a She's almost here Sound the homing beacon Yeah, she's almost here And she followed us home To save the day once more Our house of dreams awaits In your head straight for it And you are the one I want me to sit a grateful love waits for you in just a little while I don't care how long you've been gone when we can tell you're coming we'll be humming your favorite song and next time you go can I come along So you won't be alone. And now you're home.
0: Fantastic work. Oh, thank you so much. Thank, thank you th- for having us today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, this my my pleasure. Glad we were here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm no glad kidding. you're here. <laughs> uh no, I I really appreciate it and you know before before you go and tell all the people um the one thing that i wanted to say is just thank you for for making this record and for creating your art and uh bringing it into the world, sharing it with the rest of us because it it matters and it's important and it it makes the world a better place. And thank you for amplifying it, my friend. Thank you, Grant.
2: Yeah, my Thank you very much.
0: My pleasure. My my absolute pleasure. Where where can the people find it? Where are all the places?
2: It is um because it is uh CD only. I I do not have any physical distribution of it except uh you can buy it from my website, which is scottallensongs.com. Cool. And you can also get it on Bandcamp at, uh, was it com. And I think like the fourth, uh, Friday of the month, you get, uh, half price Bandcamp, right? Or, or the, they, they forego the royalties, they yep. give all the money to the artist. Um,
0: Bandcamp, Bandcamp, Bandcamp support it, it's there for us and it's there for you. 100%, 100% agree, this is uh, not to be the guy who gets in the last word, but this is my little high horse that I get on every week for everybody uh, and it's not for you guys, it's for the listeners, but uh, just so everyone knows, if you haven't heard me say this before, uh, here's the deal with Spotify and all those places. Cool to go find music and play it there, I do it myself but they don't pay Scott or Patrick or anybody the nearly the amount that they're worth that they put in for these records, they pay out .0000 Zero 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 five cents per stream. So the best way to support local artists, go to the show, buy some merch, buy a CD, go on Bandcamp, all of those places. That is the best way to support to make sure that artists are able to keep on creating art. So it's so not that you can't use Spotify. I do it too, but if you want to support, That's how you actually do it. That's the end of my high horse. I'll take him out back and, uh, you know. (laughs) Thanks
1: for saying that. That's really important. I really appreciate that. Yeah.
2: Well, (laughs) just listen to it on Spotify. If you like it, please go buy it. Support us. Come to a live show. 100% You know, 100%. Put a ten spot in the tip jar.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's what it's all about. Well, thanks both of you so much. We're gonna play the record front to back after this. After a break from sponsors, anything you want to say about that before we uh, we take a break and uh, and put the, put put this on? Uh, enjoy
2: the record. Uh- Uh, And uh, thanks for the ride Be careful There's a swear word On one of the tracks I just thought I'd let you
0: know (laughs) Good good call It comes It comes a little later It's gonna be on the uh, On the song Sugarcoat Which I think is track 11
1: Extract 10. Oh, so close. Man, I'm
0: not gonna say anything. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so track sugarcoat is gonna have a little bit of a swear, but other than that, we're gonna be all right. All right, everyone, you're listening to Glad You're Here and Happy Productions.live. We've been chatting with Scott Allen and Patrick Tanner for the past hour. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, gentlemen, so much. You're welcome to hang around if you want to play uh, guest DJ with me, but you're not obligated to hang out with me either. So you are you are free to go. We're gonna take a second, thank some sponsors, and we'll uh, we'll be back in just a second. I'm glad you're here live. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure.